listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting this program. To find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, go to our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section there. It is time to uh, to talk Christmas movies with uh, one of our favorite movie reviewers, the Reverend Chad Hoover. He's the Theology Department Chair and Director of Integrated Campus Ministry at Concordia Lutheran High School in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Hoover, welcome back to Faith and Family. Thanks for having me, Andy. Good to spend some time with you as the students are winding down, getting ready for their Christmas break. And one of my favorite things to do over, uh, well, over the the Christmas vacation time is uh, to watch Christmas movies. Uh, does the Hoover family enjoy Christmas movies? We do. And it, last year, actually, I think it was last year or the year before, we introduced them to A Christmas Story. <laughs> and it was... Uh, it was great. <laughs> it's always fun to show them movies that we enjoyed when we were younger um, and then kind of share those with our children. And uh, it's a movie that just kind of stands the test of time. Absolutely. I, this has become, uh, the Christmas story has become, I think, a, an all-time classic. It, it debuted in 1983. So this was... Uh, for me, that was elementary school. I think it was around third grade or so, and I don't. I'm certain we did not go out to the movie theater to see it. It probably wasn't until later, until it came out on VHS. I'm sure that that I saw it. But why? What were you doing about that? Did, did you ever see it in the movie theater, or did you wait till it? came I out? I did not see it in the movie theater. No, I and I, I actually that's the weird thing is I don't remember the first time I ever saw the movie, <laughs> but I do remember watching it when I was younger, and um, and really thinking it was quite funny. I think maybe it was just, you know, reruns on television or something, even with commercial breaks, you know, it was probably sure. the first time I ever saw it. Or maybe VHS. I'm not I really don't remember. What why do you think this film has become a classic film? I mean, why why has it become a long-standing favorite? I mean, we have it on DVD and uh, yes, we pull it out every year, even at other times of the year sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's something about this movie. It's got some enduring qualities to it. As far as the characters in the movie are concerned, um, the the family, Ralphie's family in the movie, the the father is a typical father that, you know, so many of us have had fathers that are just like that, that are very standoffish, um, <clears throat> very loud, boisterous, um, thinking they can fix anything. You know, I, I like the part where he's in the car and the... Uh, the, the tire blows. And he's like, "Time me three minutes," and he runs out of the car. He's gonna. <laughs> see we all, if we didn't have a father like that, we know fathers like that. Um, the mother too was, you know, just a, a a character that we can all relate to. The kids with the, the little brother who, you know, never ate at the, at the at the dinner table, and mom had to trick him into eating. And you know, even the, you know, this this takes place in northern Indiana. I grew up in Wisconsin. But the, the parts of the movie where they're dressing their kids for winter and they they put so many clothes so much clothing on that the, the young, younger brother that he can't even walk he can't put his arms down he's like waddling to school there's so much about this movie that people can relate to that I think uh, there's something in it for everybody I mean as far as everybody knows someone or something like the scenarios that are presented in the movie you're right there there is something that uh every person probably can identify with for those of us who are older we could probably identify with the school scenes um uh, the yeah the little kid all uh, bundled up to go out in the cold uh, although i don't know this next generation with the way that 
technology designs. I mean, how many kids are bundled up in layers upon layers that are that big and bulky? I was just thinking about that when I watched it recently, seeing how, uh, you know, he was just bundled up in these giant layers. Now, uh, you know, winter coats are, aren't that big and bulky. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they might not be able to relate to that, but <laughs> what, so funny. What's the overall premise of this story? I mean, give us a, well, your your view of the story. Spoiler alert! Okay, <laughs> uh, you know, a movie that came out in 1983. But yeah, I mean, the premise it, it centers around Ralphie, who's what he like nine years old or something, uh-huh. and he um, it's Christmas time, and what he wants for Christmas is the Red Rider. 200 shot model air rifle, the BB gun. And the whole movie is him, in his own words from the narrator, is him scheming to get this gun for Christmas. And of course, everybody keeps telling him the same thing about the gun you'll shoot your eye out. And so the, the whole movie is Ralphie kind of dreaming and fantasizing. Oh. There's an announcement. <laughs> um, the, the whole movie is, is kind of this him dreaming about what it will be like to have this Red Rider BB gun and why he continues against all odds to want this, even though everybody keeps telling him it's a bad idea to have it. And so the, the movie centers around a lot of Christmas traditions and themes, you know, going to see Santa Claus, things like that, um, you know, Christmas dinners and um the leg lamp, of course, nobody has one of those, except for now people buy them for jokes. But things like this, you know, where he's, um, all of these other scenarios are kind of centered around this fact of Ralphie. He wants this this very specific thing for Christmas, and, and he ultimately doesn't care about anything else. Well, you're right. Not many people had a leg lamp prior to that movie, I'm sure. But the uh, I, I'm sure that the makers of leg lamps have, have profited since. Yes. Or uh, we had a neighbor when we lived up in Michigan who um, had like a window cling that they put in their front window. <laughs> that was like the leg lamp. So uh, it, it's and that's the thing, too, about this movie is so many people um, find that endearing. You know, like this leg lamp is just so funny that the father loves this leg lamp so much that their Christmas decorations now will reflect what they've seen in this movie and have leg lamps in their window. Which is I, just meant to be funny. I've even seen night lights now that are like the uh, the, the leg lamp. There, you can find just about anything, all kinds of uh, trinkets and all kinds of things associated with this movie today. Yes. You don't have any in your house, though, do you? Uh, just the DVD. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you pointed out that uh, a little bit ago that this movie, you know, the story takes place in Indiana. So a lot of people from the Midwest can identify with it. Uh, even in the, the opening scene, it's a Christmas parade in, you know, in, in Midwestern America in Indiana. Uh, and I remember as a kid going to Christmas parades, a lot of cities around here, a lot of small towns had mm-hmm. Christmas parades. And that was that was one of the fun things uh, around December was going to the Christmas parades and seeing all the floats and getting candy in the parade. Yes. Is that kind yeah. of a thing that's gone, you know, by that's kind of gone away? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I, living here in Fort Wayne, I, this is my second Christmas here in Fort Wayne. I, I don't know if they have any Christmas parades around here or not, but I know, like you said, uh, growing up as a child in Wisconsin, in Appleton, Wisconsin, where I grew up, there was a Christmas parade every year, and we went all the time. And In fact, being in Wisconsin, sometimes it was really, really, really cold. <laughs> yeah. And yet, we still went, and it was at night, which mm-hmm. the movie, the parade at night also, so that's so you can have all the Christmas lights on the floats and things like that. And 
despite the cold, people would still be out downtown going to the Christmas parade and, and celebrating together as a community, which, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. They, you know, they probably don't have Christmas parades like that a whole lot anymore. Perhaps it's because of our our move toward a, a more, oh, pluralistic view of winter holidays. Perhaps that's true, or, or perhaps, too, uh, you know, people at this time of year have become so busy that they that they don't take time to do the things that we used to do in our culture. Um, and even Christmas pageants, to some degree, I think, have kind of gone by the wayside. You know, th- those aren't really as popular as they used to be, or... Um, if they, you know, if a church or a school does have a Christmas pageant or a Christmas play, sometimes it might be optional or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something like everybody's doing it uh, or everybody in the community is taking part. Um, so some of those cultural things that are associated with Christmas that we would see in this movie aren't things that we really do anymore in this day and age. In fact, I, if I remember correctly, the Christmas tree is not up in their house it's not up in the living room until Christmas, if I remember correctly. I don't remember seeing it in the house until closer to Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I just actually watched the movie this morning to review for this. <laughs> and there is a scene early in the movie where they're buying the Christmas tree, but then it doesn't really appear in the house until much later. So that's which, interesting. Which, yeah. you know, thinking about, like, my parents' generation, the Christmas tree didn't go up until... Christmas, or at least closer to Christmas. I mean, we have them up Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving now. Yes, that's true. Uh, usually, I mean, some even in the stores, if you look at the stores around uh, Halloween time, they're they're moving the Halloween things out, and the Christmas things are, are coming on the shelves, sometimes even before Halloween. It's a big deal. Um, and that's kind of the interesting thing, too. I, watching this movie today, and, and one of the lines that I really picked up on was Ralphie in the very beginning narration, the adult Ralphie, um, is talking about how Christmas is like the entire kid year revolves around Christmas. Like that's <laughs> the, the peak of the year. Everything is pointing to Christmas, and almost like as soon as Christmas is over, you think about well, what about next year? You know, and and how different that is, or, or how how similar that is to our culture today, but how different that is compared to the the church year, mm-hmm. uh, because in the church year. We don't see Christmas as being the the center of the church year, the thing that really drives the church year. We actually see um, Holy Week as being what drives the church year and what what is the focal point of everything that we do in the church. Christmas is important, Mm -hmm. and it it is a great thing for us to celebrate in the church, and even as a culture, even though some of the things that we celebrate in Christmas are, are, are pretty secular as far as not having anything to do with Christ's birth and the nativity of our Lord, but um, really the focal point of the church year is, is Christ's death and, and resurrection. And that's, that's really what everything is driving to and revolves around. It, 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 you're right. You know, from a kid's point of view, Christmas is all about the, for many kids, Christmas is all about the, the gifts. It's all about the, right. it all revolves, the whole year is about what are you going to get for Christmas? I don't know if it still right. is today. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, to some extent, I think, you know, to some extent, yes, because Christmas is a time where people are still getting some pretty, you know, gifts that they wouldn't normally get. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Christmas is, is really a profitable time of year for businesses because 
they're they're selling merchandise like they don't sell all throughout the year because people mm-hmm. are buying all of these gifts for everybody. And it has become, because our culture is driving Christmas, as far as making it kind of the, the, uh, the focal point of our society and everything that we do throughout the year is kind of driving us towards Christmas, um, that becomes the most important thing in as far as holidays, the, the, the biggest holiday. Um, whereas really, if, if we do think about the, from a, from a Christian perspective or from the, the perspective of the church, without Good Friday and without Easter, Christmas would really have very little meaning. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it wouldn't matter that Christ came, that God's Son came in the flesh, if, if he didn't if he didn't go to the cross, and if he didn't rise from the dead to defeat sin, death, and the devil for us, then his coming in the flesh would be kind of like a big, well, so what? You know, what's the point in that? So you look at Jesus' ministry, he did a lot of things. He did a lot of preaching. That was good. He did a lot of healing, and and that was great. But those things were not the main focus of his ministry. The main focus of his ministry Mm -hmm. was to go to the cross, and, and he's continually, throughout his ministry, you know, unveiling this plan of God and reminding his disciples, this is what I'm here to do. This is why I have come. I have gone. I have come so that I can go to Jerusalem and be crucified, and so that after three days I would rise again. This is the whole point of his ministry. All along the way, he's teaching and preaching and doing healings and, and miracles and things like that, proving to people that he is God in the flesh, but ultimately, those things were, were serving a purpose uh, to, to bring people to faith and to an understanding of who Jesus is, so that when he goes to the cross, they would look at him and say, this is his purpose. This is why he came. This is, this is, his, this is God's plan for salvation, not just that he was born, but ultimately that he would die and that he would be resurrected. So the... the, 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 the... The main part of the, the the church here is is as you said Holy Week, so uh, Christmas is well it would mean nothing without that that death and resurrection of Jesus. Good point. Right. Good point. And a lot of people too. And the interesting thing about it too is we do have this season of Advent, which kind of prepares us for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It prepares us for the coming Christ, and it, it helps us to see that you know Christ came. As a as a baby, uh, a long time ago, and that Christ continues to come even today and serve us, His Church, and give us faith through His Holy Spirit to bring us into communion with Him, and then also it reminds us that Christ is coming again, that He will return to take us all home to be with Him, and so there's a preparation there in Advent that helps prepare our hearts and our minds for the celebration of Christmas and reminds us why that's so important, again, pointing us to what this man will do on the cross and, and through his resurrection. Hmm. So it's, it's preparing us for that, and it's not just about the giving of gifts or, or even saying, Happy Birthday, Jesus! You know, a lot of people will, will make a big deal about it being Jesus' birthday and have birthday cakes for Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that, but... Um, that's not the whole point. It's just Jesus' birthday, like it's our birthday. Yay, I'm celebrating <laughs> another year of living. Uh, that's not what is, is significant about this 
celebration of Christmas, because as we know, uh, December 25th is not Jesus's birthday. It's just the Church's recognition of uh, his coming and his birth, and all of the the stories in the Bible that surround around that that go around that story. Uh, but it's a celebration that's much greater than just his birthday. You know, one thing I find interesting about the the story about the movie is that they don't really make any reference to uh, Christmas services or anything like that. In that time, you know, in that era. That I think that would have been likely that that families would yeah, have attended a probably. Christmas service. They, there, there they just... was one, and I was kind of listening for that today too. Um, there was one song at the beginning of the movie that was just kind of being played in the background, and I can't even remember which hymn it was, but it was a hymn, mm-hmm. you know, and it was talking about the birth of the Savior. But that was about it. So, and that's typical of Christmas sure. movies. I mean, we don't expect them to to all be, you know. Charlie Brown's Christmas special, where somebody gets up in the end and says, I'll tell you about the true meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown, and then tells us <laughs> the story of Luke 2. You know, we don't, we don't have that in a lot of movies, and, and we shouldn't really expect that we will. But it's, it's typical of our culture even today, where Christmas has become uh, a very, you know, secular sort of celebration. You know, even on the radio, listening to Christmas music, every now and then you'll get a, a Christmas song that talks about the birth of, of the Savior, or the birth of Christ, or the celebration of the Lord's coming or something. Um, but for the most part, you, you've got just the, the, the happy, Christmassy type wintery songs. <laughs> and then even, you know, I heard one radio ad, you know, what is the true meaning of Christmas? And then they interviewed like man on the street and they're like, oh, Christmas is the time to get together with family. Christmas is a time for joy and Christmas is a time to be at peace with one another. I'm like, wow, um, that's all true, but... Christmas is also primarily the time when we celebrate the fact that that God has come in the flesh to be our Savior. You know, that's that's the real focus of Christmas, and, and we don't see that a lot in our mm-hmm. culture. Earlier you mentioned one of the reasons that this film, is, that you think this film has become a classic is because uh, many people could identify with one of the characters, at least one of the characters in the film. Yes. Okay, who's the character you identify with? <laughs> Ah, uh, well, I got another announcement coming over. We're <laughs> not supposed to be making announcements. People are taking finals in this building, and now they're making announcements. Um, That's okay. Yeah. It, uh, what character can I? Well, you know, as a child, I I probably did because of my age at the time that I first saw it. Really, um, kind of related to Ralphie. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a boy. I had a younger brother like Ralphie did. I also had an older brother, which Ralphie doesn't have, but um, I had the younger brother like Ralphie, and I think um, I could relate to a lot of the things in the family, you know, that that Ralphie was doing, or even some of the interactions that he had with some of his friends, some of the peer pressure that he experiences, where Ralphie's not really a bad kid, but he kind of gets mixed up in the wrong crowd every now and then and makes some poor decisions, like telling that poor boy to stick his tongue to the flagpole, or or even... The part where he gets just, he's just had enough of the bully and he just attacks the bully and just starts hitting him and, mm-hmm. and just loses it. Um, you know, these are things that as a kid I can relate to because I was much the same way. <laughs> uh, as an adult, um, I actually can see myself relating to Ralphie's father a little bit um, because I, I see, you know, the joy that this father gets. I mean, he's ultimately the one spoiler alert, who gets Ralphie the, the Red Rider BB gun in the end of the movie. Um, he is ultimately the one who wants his boy to have that. And, and 
even though throughout the movie he's he's kind of um you know he, he's singularly focused on certain things like the leg lamp or you know the Christmas dinner or the fixing the furnace or or changing the car tire uh, he ultimately does show that he loves his family he cares for his family he wants to provide for his family and and ultimately too in the end of the movie that becomes one of the pr- predominant themes because the movie does come to the, the, a conclusion of Ralphie gets the Red Rider BB gun. He does, spoiler alert, almost shoot his eye out. <laughs> and um, But that's it. You know, the, the, once he gets it, the, that, that Red Rider is put aside, and what happens at the end of the movie is what the narrator says is the most important thing that he remembered from that Christmas is the dogs had come in from outside and eaten the turkey that was on the table, and they all had to go to a Chinese restaurant for Thanksgiving, and they had a great time together because it had taken them out of their ordinary routine and it had put them in the situation where they all just laughed and had a great time together at this Chinese restaurant that they were, they were the only ones there, you know, on Christmas <laughs> day, enjoying this, this Chinese roasted duck that and, had its head chopped off <laughs> in the end of the movie. And they, they, you know, the narrator says this was something that they would never forget. This was something they would always remember that Christmas when they went to a Chinese restaurant. So in the end, it wasn't even the Red Rider BB gun. It was the family. And it was the mm-hmm. the time spent with the family and the laughter that they had together. And so, I mean, it's a good message. Uh, it's still not Christ, but it's a good message. You know? Right. It, it was the Christmas that would always be remembered as the uh, the one where they were introduced to Chinese turkey. I think is what he's doesn't he say oh, that? Was it a, oh, what, yeah. Well, it was duck. Was it a duck? It was duck. But he's. Oh. I, I thought he maybe I maybe I'm misremembering, oh. confusing it with something else. But I thought he said it would be the one they remem- they were first introduced yeah. to Chinese and turkey. Is, there is something to that effect. <laughs> the last like, few lines of the movie. That's that that well, that was the big thing that he remembered. Yeah. As an adult, it wasn't so much the BB gun; it was the time with his family. And you, you, you make a really good point that uh, perhaps that's what we like about this movie is the hidden moral message, the the moral lesson, and that is that that taking care of family is is more important than the leg lamp or um, all the, the 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 furnace that doesn't work properly. The the uh, you know our speed on changing a, a car tire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or anything else that we want to do to impress people. Uh, right. <laughs> that that uh, caring for our family, the, the family that we've been given, uh, especially as parents, caring for children, the, 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 there's certainly a moral lesson, I think, that happens there, and, and we can appreciate that. You're right. That's that's not what Christmas is solely about, but uh, that, that's what I think makes the movie enjoyable, and that's why we, right. we feel good about yeah. watching the movie. Yeah, it, it does have it does have that ending where... Yeah, he gets the Red Rider BB gun, but that's ultimately not the most important thing in the end. Mm-hmm. And Ralphie kind of realizes that too. Um, so there, yeah, there, there's. It's got to have some some greater resolution to, in order to make it a good film. You know, uh, if it were just the Red Rider BB gun, you know, if if the movie would have ended, Ralphie goes out in the backyard and shooting his Red Rider Red Rider BB gun, and the credits roll. <laughs> eh, you know. Yeah. Okay, he got it. But I mean, I think it was clever that the the movie did end with with something a little bit, uh, with a little bit more substance than just a, uh, getting a BB gun for Christmas. If you were, um, if you were to show it with just about a minute or so to to cover this, if you were to show this this film to your students, I don't know if you would or wouldn't, but if you were to show this film to your students, what would you talk about with your your students about the in this movie? 
Well, I would go onto the archives and just play them this, um, <laughs> this interview. And the, <laughs> no, actually, the, the one thing that you could talk about is you could talk about parent-children relationships. Um, I mean, there's a couple of times in this movie where Ralphie is disciplined by his parents, and rightly so. Um, times where you know, he he's changing the car tire with his dad, and he he lets a, a, an inappropriate word slip. And what I love about the movie is it says fudge, but he didn't say fudge. Uh, and, and there's, there's discipline there and there's showing of that. Uh, there's also this, this idea of, of kind of discontent with the things that he already had that maybe he didn't realize were blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as he's coveting for this red rider BB gun, the whole movie. And then even his father on Christmas morning, you know, he's opening all of his presents and he looks around and he goes, well, I didn't get a tie this year. You know, it's like there's, and that's just sinful human nature is we are just not content with the things that we have that God has given us. So there would be a lot of things that we could talk about there too. Um, and, you know, there's ideas of peer pressure and things like that. And, you know, our sinful nature being tempted to, to do things that, you know, would not be pleasing to God. You could talk about all sorts of things like that. The real question is, would you break out the bunny pajamas in order to show the movie? Uh, if I had some, I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are we are all out of time, but two pieces of trivia for you before we oh, wrap up. Did okay. you know there is a sequel to the movie? Yes, unfortunately. I I did not. I've not seen it. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. No, it was straight to video, and it was made like a couple of years ago. Oh. So, I mean, it's pretty recent. Actually, I, I think there there was another sequel, too, that, didn't star any of the original cast as well. Right. And I can't remember the name of that one, but then there's one just called A Christmas Story 2. Oh, this is really straight to video. This is called It Runs in the Family, My Summer Story. And so yes. I think it was written by Gene Shepard as well. Yes. That one is a is a sequel with the same characters, but none of the same actors. Right, right. And then there's one called A Christmas Story 2, which was straight to video, that was released just a couple of years ago. I have not seen either. The, I mean, I have not either. Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> did you know there is also a musical by the same name now? There's I a, did not know that. Stage production. I got to see it last, I think it was last year. Took my nephews to see it. Pretty funny. Huh. Well, thank you, Pastor Hoover, for uh, for taking time to, to review this Christmas movie with us. And uh, I, I pray that uh, all goes well with finals for your students at uh, Concordia Lutheran High School in Fort Wayne and that you and your family have a very blessed uh, Advent and uh, Nativity Christmas this year. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You too. God's blessings. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.